You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. My name is Thomas Frank, and I would like to cordially welcome you to episode 17. We've come a long way since the start, and I am feeling good about this episode. Why? Well, because it is a day of cheer. It is a day of celebration. It is, in fact, Christmas Day. And, of course, I do not expect you to listen to this episode today. You should be hanging out with family. You should be ripping open presents. Um, Some of you are still getting mountains of them these days. Some of us have become adults and are giving mountains of presents. But whatever you're doing, have fun with it. Come to this episode after Christmas. Um, but personally, I've got a couple of hours before the festivities of my own day begin. So, we are recording a podcast, and I am very excited. Uh, just a quick announcement before uh, I get into the topic of today's discussion with myself, because I'm recording this alone, of course. Uh, I will be doing another college Q&A gaming session soon. If you were not in on the first one, meaning if you were not one of the eight nerds that actually saw my link on Twitter about it, basically what I do is stream myself playing a video game, like one of those cool Let's Play people, um, not PewDiePie, but maybe one of the cooler ones, and then do just an AMA about uh, anything I've done, any questions you have about college, your careers, your resumes, how to go to sleep at night without your teddy bear, whatever it might be. And then I'll answer those while playing games so it's not boring to watch, but you are not wasting time just watching Let's Plays. Everyone wins. And I think if we get a little bit of word out beforehand, I'll send emails about it. We can have a bit bigger turnout and it'll be lots of lots of fun. Anyway, that is my announcement, uh, unrelated to the topic of the day, which will be networking. A lot of people ask me about networking uh, in the sense that their teachers tell them how to build relationships with hiring managers and how to, you know, start building that network to get jobs. It's kind of the the image that gets conjured in your mind when you think of like LinkedIn and things like that. So this is the topic we're going to tackle today. What is that? It's a phone. I'm going to snooze that alarm. Um, and actually, no, I'm not going to snooze it. I'm going to end it because I don't want it going off again. Anyway, so yes, networking. Um, and one last thing before I get into the topic, of course, as always, you can get the show notes for this episode at collegeinfogeek.com slash cast or sigpodcast.com. That is CIGpodcast.com. That redirects you straight to that slash cast page. You will find the link for episode 17. And clicking on that link will send some signals through some wires. And your browser will receive some more HTML information. And the end result for you will be that you will see the notes and the pretty little prose and paragraphs I've written to introduce you to this episode. But also the links to anything that I mention while speaking, in case you would like to get more information. So, 
That is where you can find all that stuff. If you would like to leave a comment or a question on this episode, you may do so there. Also, there is a link to iTunes at that podcast page. And if you like this show, I would be ever so appreciative if you could go leave a review or at least a rating on the show. It helps bump the show up in ratings, helps other people see the show, and that makes me very happy. And also, I just love getting feedback. So if you do that, thank you. That can be your Christmas gift to me, even though you probably are going to hear this after Christmas. I will be ever so appreciative. That being said, let's dive in to this topic of networking. How to build relationships with other people, a.k.a. making friends. Now... The definition of networking from the uh, ISU Business Career Services website, ISU being the school that I recently graduated from, is networking means establishing relationships so that you can enlist support comfortably ask for ideas, advice, and referrals to those with hiring power. Now, I spent a lot of time at ISU's Career Services office, both as a freaked out student, just trying to get my resume up to snuff and hopefully you know, hoping to get a job or an internship, but also as a part-time employee at one point. I spent about 10 hours a week during the semester I was an RA, also manning the desk, setting up appointments for career counseling and resume reviews for other students, um, getting them hooked up with the career counselors so, so they could also be a little bit less freaked out about this whole internship deal. And um, just from that experience, I have to say, to be fair, that isn't a terrible definition of networking, but it doesn't mean that it's a good one. And the main problem here is the focus on the self. Actually, I believe there are two problems. The focus on the self, because it's, the definition says enlisting support and completely asking for ideas and advice, that mentions nothing about what you can do for the people that you are networking with, quote unquote. And also the, um, the last bit, people with hiring power. Networking shouldn't be just about building relationships with people who can hire you. Just as when you are in a position of management in a company, you don't only want to make your superiors happy, you also want to make the people under you happy, you want to make your peers happy, the people who are on the same level as you. You have all these people around you, and in terms of the hierarchical structure of the company, some people may be below you and some may be above you, but all of them deserve your respect and your time and attention, and all of them are good people to get to know. Because people are simply interesting. And life is about building relationships. So, problem number one, the self. That definition says nothing about what you can give. It just says, kind of, what what can I get from networking? And I think that's kind of rather missing the point. And to the hiring power part, that's really narrow-minded view. Um, It's much better to look at how can I build relationships with everyone. And if I were to narrow it down myself, I would say people who have um, compatible interests and compatible values that you have yourself. So, yeah, like I'm saying, that big problem. People go out to network with this me-first mindset. And as a result, networking becomes a begrudging chore almost, Um You just kind of put on your stuffy suit and you bring your resumes printed out on your nice linen paper, which will obviously make your prospects better. You get your business cards, your forced small talk, and 
your distinct desire to finish up and GTFO back to your dorm and Breaking Bad or whatever. So this is why I don't really like career fairs. And I went to every career fair that my school threw. Um, it's a big bash. almost. <laughs> Actually, my school had huge career fairs. So it was almost like a big bash. Um, but I went to every single career fair for freshmen, sophomore, and junior year. Talked to a lot of companies. I wanted to, you know, I followed all the advice to get practice talking to companies I didn't really uh, have interest in. So I just kind of get comfortable talking to people. I went and talked to the countries. Countries. Yes, I was going to be a diplomat as an intern. No, company. Companies that I was interested in and... I will say, you know, it was probably a useful thing, but I don't think I've ever once actually felt good at a career fair because it's just this very forced environment, and I prefer to build relationships in a more casual manner. Of course, it is still good to do this sort of business networking. And before I get into my actual take on my philosophy on networking or relationship building, I want to tell you a little story about how this kind of, you know, business-minded networking did benefit me greatly. So I want to just kind of uh, enforce the idea that I'm not trying to just ban this business networking and just all out just, you know, condemn it because I'm not. I'm just trying to say that it is not the only thing you can be doing. And I want colleges and career service advisors and offices to sort of take a more encompassing approach to building relationships. But the story about how this business type networking did benefit me. So this goes back to freshman year of college when I was taking my introduction to business class. This was a kind of a general overview class. And I had basically taken the class in high school already, but it was, of course, a required class. So I'm sitting in it. And to be honest, I really, really liked the professor really stand-up guy, and he took a lot of interest in me, um, made sure I was doing well, so he was awesome. But the problem was the material just wasn't very interesting to me. So, what else am I doing on this Tuesday afternoon but browsing through Twitter instead of paying attention in class? And I see in my Twitter feed a tweet from the Career Services Office, as I had followed them before, that a uh, company in the town about 30 miles away, the big city of Iowa, if you will, not very big, was holding a freshman leadership seminar conference thing. It would be like a, a two-day uh, professional development conference where a select group of promising freshmen would get to go uh, network with each other, network with executives and professionals at this company, and learn things. So I promptly signed up in class thinking, well, why not? I'll just try it. So about hmm, probably three days later, I get the note that I am accepted. You are accepted to the Principal Financial Group's Freshman Leadership Development Conference. Hooray! I'm in. And I pack my bags and drive down to Des Moines, this big city, and... Uh, First thing I do is go check into the hotel. And this, my friends, is where my name really becomes a thorn in my side. A lot of people think that my name is Frank, even though 
I do believe that most people have seen the naming format where there is, you know, name, comma, name. That would indicate that the last name is coming before the first name. And usually you do not see a comma after Thomas. So I don't know why people think that my name is Frank, but indeed it is not. Anyway, I waltz up to the hotel desk and I say, Good day, my dear madam. I would like to check into my preordained room. I didn't say it like that. Anyway... However, I did say it. She responded positively. Of course, sir. Let me look you up. And this room had been previously booked for me. Uh, I knew this. I had been told. And she says, you're not in the system. I don't have a room on file for you. So I'm sitting here, freaking out a little bit, racking my brain. And I get the idea. Try switching my name around, please. So she does. And voila, there I am. Frank Thomas, room whatever, whatever, 15th floor in this giant hotel. So I get past that snag and briefly consider changing my name to Archibald or something of that sort. Actually, that wouldn't help. I'm going to need a a better last name. How about Pavington? Archibald Pavington at your service. Do you think people would confuse my name at that point? Maybe not. Maybe I should switch to that. Anyway, I get my hotel room, and then I wander the skywalks of Des Moines' giant cityscape until I find the principal building, check in, and we get this conference underway. Now, the conference was full of students from colleges all around the metro area, Drake University, Iowa State, University of Iowa, University of Northern Iowa. If you're not from Iowa, you probably don't care. But for those of you who are maybe from those schools, you can cheer quietly to yourself. Um, but I met some of them. They're all really cool people. And we went through a bunch of um, informative seminars and, and, and sessions, learned how to dress professionally. Um, we had some people who worked at the company kind of nitpick our suits and things like that. Nobody actually mentioned that our suits weren't tailored. And I think that's actually a big mistake that a lot of uh, starting, a lot of young professionals make is they go out to Kohl's and like me, they buy their suit 200 bucks. Hey, $200 for a suit. I must look amazing in this. And then they don't get it tailored. And the, one of the biggest things about fashion and just, you know, clothes in general is clothes that fit you look a lot better than clothes that don't. And I kind of looked like I was wearing a box because I didn't get this suit tailored. So that was probably the biggest problem, but they kind of nitpicked my tie and my shoes and whatever, man, these days I won't care about any of that. Um, so we went through the professional dress seminar, uh, resume stuff, all kinds of stuff. But the coolest thing, and this is where the professional networking working for my benefit comes in was at one part during the second day, we got to, Uh, each of us get connected with a mentor in the company. And I was the only person at the conference, the only student that was a uh, IT person. Everyone else was like accounting, finance, logistics, uh, management major. And then there's me, management information systems, basically the IT guy. So everyone gets hooked up with all their people. And I get hooked up with the vice president of the entire IT department or at least uh, one of the VPs. And this just blows my mind because I'm like, you're really high up and I'm a freshman and I don't think I should even be talking to you because I should be 
playing Rayman in my bedroom or something. But he turned out to be a really cool guy. Um, taught me a lot about the company. And luckily for me, I had been working at my school's tech support center and I've been doing a lot of programming and tinkering, tinkering around. And I had wanted to become certified in, uh, in it. So I was studying for this a plus certification. So I, I knew a lot and I was able to talk to him, you know, pretty well about it, about business. Um, so this is where reading and just being generally ambitious about learning your trade and your craft comes in because I was able to kind of talk to him um, real well on his business. And to him, a freshman being able to talk about infrastructure and IT and how it works, uh, how it connects with the actual business was really impressive to him. So immediately this um, education of mine came into play and I was able to do business networking very well. And long story short, I immediately, not immediately, um, you know, I finished the conference and then August came around and August is the time, at least in Iowa, where you start looking for internships. So I applied for an internship there. And because I had done this networking at this, at this big conference and, uh, made, you know, made this connection with this VP, they just hired me right out. They didn't even have me go through a single interview. Um, I know this company has a large interview process, but since I had built those relationships with several people, I had impressed the vice president of IT and I had a good resume. They said, we think you're going to be a good fit. We don't really even need to talk to you. So you're on the team, which is awesome. So plus one for professional networking, I guess. And and that's why I'm going to say, you know, don't, don't knock it because it is a good thing. It's just not the only thing. And I, I want to take emphasis off of it as the only option for networking, just like I want to take emphasis off of the self option for networking. But it still has its place. And I went through my internship. Um, it was a great experience. It was also uh, one of the driving forces into me deciding that I needed to be an entrepreneur and needed to run my own thing. Because I, I learned during those three months that being part of a huge company isn't really my style. Uh, as also not my or also wearing slacks is not my style. I'm a very much a jeans person. So got to have jeans. So I had to get out of that afterwards, but it was still a really good experience. So plus one for business networking, of course. But as I said before, I want to, I want to spread this idea that networking is just thinking too narrowly. And I would rather just call it relationship building or just making friends really. Um, And I actually have kind of this these tenants that I've set out, um, which I call the smart networkers mindset, or if you want the smart relationship builders mindset. And the first one is other people along with their ideas, their accomplishments, uh, their values, ETC are interesting. So that's number one. Number two, I want to help people and have the ability to do so. Okay. And back to tenant one, you are also interesting yourself. So, don't forget about that one because number two, I want to help people and I have the ability to do so in some way. I can provide advice. I can provide feedback. I can share their story and their message. Somehow, some way, I have the ability to help somebody if I want to. And tenant number three, and this is the last one, other people out there also want to help people and they also have the ability to do so. 
that's it. So really, you just have a bunch of interesting people who all want to help each other. You being one of them. And if, as you can see here, this isn't sort of a, I need to go out and get something from somebody. It's people helping people. And this is really the foundation for civilization. Um, if you've ever even skimmed the first chapter of Adam Smith's The Wealth of Nations, he talks about the uh, division of labor and the reason that that our society is as advanced as it is. One of those big reasons is that we learned to specialize instead of one man going out and building his own house and farming the land and, and mending all his own tools and building all his own tools and doing everything himself. Instead, we get people closer together. Each person specializes in a certain trade. Um, in, in the book, he talks about the, uh, the difficulty of making a nail and how they have one person to build, you know, the head of the nail, one person to build the nail part and one person to put it together. And then these people all make money from their specialized trade. And then they all trade together. They all help each other. So these, these specialized individual tasks all come together and mesh. And that's what builds the, our society and makes it so advanced. So that's really, I mean, the, the tenets of society is that we live together. We, help each other, whether we think we are or not, uh, whether we have a selfish mindset or a uh, benevolent mindset. But really, it's just building relationships and being mutually beneficial to each other. And on a non-material level, a lot of people, you know, I mean, myself included, hopefully you included as well, just want to help people and want to get to know people and want to just build a network that isn't necessarily for personal gain. So networking is the formation of mutually beneficial relationships not just not just i need to build a, a network so i can go out and get a job or you know help ask for advice or get things for me 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 in nature it's called symbiosis uh, but if i were to use that term here you'd probably just think of spider-man 3 or something but really uh it's it's uh just helping people people helping people and networking isn't about just going out and meeting people. It's bigger than that. It's about interactions and communication. Uh, a life of solitude, just living by yourself, is really boring. And indeed, it's detrimental to your health. And in fact, I, when I went to TEDx uh, this year in Des Moines, there was a guy who talked about the actual um, health benefits of, of being in relationships and being connected. And on the other side of the coin, he talked about the um, the detriments to your health and the health problems that can come from long-term isolation, from not having any relationships and feeling like you're alone in this world. So building relationships is a very good thing. And for me, one of the best ways to build relationships is simply by giving. Uh, I'll tell you another story from my life that kind of illustrates the the value of giving and I want to I want to put a disclaimer in front of this because I do end up benefiting from giving in this story and I want to tell it to you because of that but I don't want to make you think that you should just go give things with the expectation of getting things back because that's not what it's about it's about helping people and that being the end goal and if cool things come out of it for you well naturally they often do but that should not be your mindset but I'll tell you the story anyway. 
So sophomore year, I took a web development class. And did I take this web development class for the purpose of learning more web development? No, <laughs> because my my university did not offer classes like that. Nothing, nothing super advanced. And actually, to be honest, I was working in the university's web dev office at the time. So I was learning a lot of new stuff there. And I was actually spending most of my day there learning the new programming languages that I didn't know enough of. So I took this class simply to kind of get an easy credit and do something that I knew and maybe just kind of bolster what I already knew. But what ended up happening in this class was I was pretty much tech support for the other students because I was an experienced web developer and it was really, really intro stuff. But being, uh, I used to work in tech support and to me, just helping other people was not, you know, it wasn't that annoying. I was okay with it. So, and there was one girl in the class who needed a lot of help, you know, a lot of the time. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, come on, you can learn this stuff on your own. But I was patient and I kept helping her. And eventually she did a really good job on her website. But what came out of this was she, she obviously saw that I knew what I was doing because I was helping her so much. And she told a family member of hers and this guy ended up needing some work do, done on his own website. So he contacted me and through that relationship, I got a web design contract with him. So I did some work on his website, um, made about a thousand dollars from that. And then he connected me with another person who was actually living in Tennessee and needed a website built for her business. And at that point I had done a lot of websites. I was okay with, uh, quoting more what I thought I was worth for bigger projects so from that project, I made over $2,000. So from giving my time to this person, for to this other student for free, and just helping out and you know really taking interest and in making sure her project turned out well, in the end, I ended up getting uh, work, freelance work that made me over $3,000. And as a sophomore in college, that's a lot of money. So as I said before, this isn't what you should expect from giving your resources and giving your time and helping people, but it's what can come out of it. So that's, that's the benefits of giving, I guess. Now, when people think of networking, even when it's in a mutually beneficial sense, even when it's a giving sense, a lot of people think of it in terms of just professional networking, the whole stuffy, small talk, go to conferences, go to events. And as I said before, there is definitely a place for that. And I would say if you can find a conference that is in line with uh, what you're interested in, or even if it's just a general cool conference like TEDx, definitely go to a TEDx if you see a TEDx in your area. Um, yeah, conferences are amazing. But I I kind of had my, my view on networking changed when I read this book called Networking Awesomely by Colin Wright. And I had the uh, actually had the opportunity of meeting Colin at a conference recently, the Iowa conference, which replaced Big Des Moines, um, and it's kind of like an entrepreneurial conference in Des Moines a few months ago, probably two months ago. Um, I met Colin, and he, Colin's a world traveling author and blogger, and he's been one of my role models for years. And actually, what he does is really cool. He has a form on his website where where his readers vote on where he'll move, and every four months. He moves to the location that his readers have voted on. And he's lived in Iceland. Uh, I know he's lived in India, um, traveled across the United States. So all over the place, this guy's traveled. 
And he has a really, really cool story, but he's also written some cool books. Um, and I have a couple of his books in my recommended reading section on College Info Geek. So if you're interested, you can check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes to my book list. And there's one called How to Be Remarkable, which is just kind of general life advice that I really liked. And then one called How to Travel Full Time. Uh, and that's a really good one for those wanting to travel. Even if you don't want to travel full time, it's still a good read. Um, the one that I'm going through now, and I've been going it through for a while, coming back to it, is called Networking Awesomely. And just like the first chapter of this book really hit me because Colin says something that makes a lot of sense. Networking shouldn't just be about these stuffy professional situations. Networking should simply just be about making friends. It's just, I mean, that's how it works. Because if you think about it, a business contact is going to interact with you. You know, they'll be nice to you. And hopefully it's going to be a mutually beneficial situation. But a friend will do everything that a business contact will do. Plus, they'll do friend things. They'll bail you out of jail. Hopefully they don't have to, but they will. They'll go out and have fun with you. They'll stay in and play Halo all night with you. You know, things that friends do. But on top of that, they'll also be valuable business contacts who won't bail on you if you screw up. A business contact might bail on you if you screw up because they don't have a really strong relationship with you. They just have this mutually beneficial business relationship. So in in Networking Awesomely, Colin talks about how he networks with people, quote unquote. He goes out and, you know, has a night on the town with them. They stumble home drunk and they, you know, have stories to tell about the next day of all the crazy things they did. But also they have, they now have relationships, you know, that are beneficial and they're friend relationships. So go make friends for sure. So far, so we've laid the foundations of the smart networkers mindset um, to show you that networking isn't this suit and tie snooze fest. We talked about the importance of making friends rather than uh, just making business contacts. So now we'll get into some specific ways that you can begin to build meaningful relationships with people who share your passions, which in turn leads to really cool things happening. I'll also address uh, some of the networking fears, excuses, objections, and by address, I actually mean obliterate because you have no business with any of them. Um, so first, I want to show you how to actually start building these meaningful relationships. And before I get into my specific tips here, I really want to say that if you like this, uh, if you want to learn more about this and more about building these mutually beneficial relationships, then I highly recommend going back after this and listening to my interview with uh, Barrett Brooks from livingformonday.com. And that is uh, episode six of the podcast. And I'll also link to that in the show notes. Because in that episode, Barrett and I talk about this this idea that you should go out and find people who are interested in the same things that you are, have the same values, and we give some more advice on doing that. So definitely episode six of Barrett Brooks. Um, he's a stand-up guy, awesome dude. You should definitely listen to him. And he's got his own podcast as well, so I can link to that too because he's a lot of what he does is this specific area, building relationships and networking and becoming a better professional. So shout out to uh, Barrett and Definitely listen to his stuff. Okay, so we've talked about going out and making friends. Um, A lot of people actually have trouble doing that, and I completely understand it. 
And for making friends, the, the best thing that I did in college was just to get out and, and show up to things. So whether it be, uh, you know, it was I went to guitar club in freshman year or I went to just um, open mic nights, random events. I would go to the ISU After Dark where they had fun night things, um, just showing up to events or volunteering. You know, a, a lot of the friends I've made, I've just made them while showing up at volunteering events or just just things where you have an activity to do. And it's a lot easier than just asking a random person at a coffee shop if they want to be your friend. So that that's for making friends. Um, also, just you know, show up to events even if it's not specifically for making friends. As I said before, going to conferences is a wonderful way to build relationships with people who kind of share the same values you have because you're at an event that is based around that interest. Um, when I went to Blog World in New York City, I met a lot of the bloggers that I've been following and became friends with them. But I also met a lot of people that I had never heard of before and built relationships with those people as well. So awesome, awesome times. Um, same with the TEDx events. Same with Ignite. If you've never heard of Ignite, Ignite is a sort of maybe a mini TED um, where people do these five-minute lightning talks where you kind of educate someone on something in five minutes and you have 20 slides, which auto advance every five seconds. And uh, it's kind of a cool format. I've, I've spoken at Ignite twice, and it's a really fun experience. And also a great place to meet people. Um, so conferences is an amazing um, way to meet people. And going back to blog world, that kind of segues into another way to meet people, which is online. A lot of my really good friends and the really, really beneficial relationships that I've built over the years have been online because I had a blog. So I started my blog in June of 2010. Um, and then I just wanted to meet everyone else in the same space that was doing the same thing I was doing. So I tried to reach out to all of them and built relationships with all those people. And now I have a lot of friends who either still are or were in the college blogging scene. So, I mean, if you have if you have an interest in something and you've got some time, I would highly recommend starting a blog and just just reaching out to the people who are also in that space. And I've talked about the importance of starting a blog before. Starting a blog is an amazing way to kind of show your progression and show what you're interested in, actually, you know, write out your thoughts and kind of start building yourself up as an expert in that area. Even if your blog is you starting out at rock bottom and just learning more and more, you kind of show people over time that you are progressing and it's a lot more concrete than just to say, this is what I did in a resume. So even without the networking aspect thrown in, blogging is amazing. And if you want to start a blog, I actually have a blogging tutorial that I wrote, kind of a book length tutorial. Actually, I should probably turn it to a book. But right now it's just on the blog and I'll link to that as well. So definitely start a blog if you have interest in uh, being a more hireable candidate for sure for meeting people who have the same interests as you. It's a great way to do it. And also uh, Twitter is another thing that I used extensively to build relationships online. I really, really like Twitter and I would almost go as far as to say it's my favorite social network even more than Facebook because Twitter is like a cocktail party. Um, in the online social space where Facebook, you kind of have your friends that you already know in your life. And if somebody just kind of messages you out of the blue and on Facebook, it's kind of weird. I mean, you're not expecting it. Whereas on Twitter, people can just follow you. And, you know, people do this all the time. 
And then if they like something that you wrote or you like something that somebody else wrote or did or you, you really admire them, then you can just at reply them and you know, give them a shout out. Say you really like their stuff. That's not weird. So that's what I really, really like about Twitter. It's not weird. And it ties into what I call the fan first mindset. So when I'm trying to build a relationship with somebody that I admire, I go with this fan first mindset, meaning become a fan and then become a friend. So I used to get this this idea that I, I had to kind of be on the same level as somebody for them to respect me before I had to reach out. So I'd, I'd find somebody that I really admired and I'd say, okay, I need to I need to write an article that shows how knowledgeable I am in their space before uh, before I can reach out to them and start building a relationship. And now I realize, no, it's not sure. I don't need to just come out of the woodwork and say, hey, I'm doing this too. I can simply become a fan, which means commenting on their blog, sharing their blog posts with other people, um, you know, sharing their accomplishments, uh, just basically cheering them on. You get on their radars by becoming an active fan and championing the things that they are passionate about. And once you do that, then later on, if you want to reach out to them, if you want to send them an email or friend them on Facebook or something, then you, they already know who you are. And they already are probably, you know, going to, you know, have a, a, a good liking for you because you have been helping them out. And after that, once you become a friend, if you are also in the same space trying to do the same thing, they're going to be probably respect receptive to helping you out, getting, you know, something that you built out there to the people that they know, something like that. Mutually beneficial relationships, but being a fan first. Okay, so we've gone through some ways to build relationships. There are definitely more. And if if you have any questions about this on the podcast page, I have a link to my SpeakPipe page. And if you want to ask a question that I can answer on the podcast, just leave me a message there. You can also go to the contact page and just leave a text message if you don't want to speak it or don't have a microphone. But if you have any other questions, I would love to answer them because getting questions from students definitely primes my brain um, and gives me more ideas for what to talk about. Definitely, uh, definitely do that. And I will also link to those pages in the show notes. So don't worry about remembering things if you're on the treadmill or driving right now, whatever. Okay. So let's talk about some of these, uh, these common fears to networking, these, these objections. So I guess objection number one, the question, isn't my degree supposed to do my networking for me? And this is, this goes back to the biggest delusion that I think a lot of college students have, which is that if I go to college and if I get good grades, I don't need to do anything else because I'm just going to automatically get a great job somehow. And I think more and more as time goes on and we get more into this modern era where our parents' advice isn't as uh, prevalent all over the place, more students are learning that this isn't the case anymore. You can't just go to school and get good grades and then get a lifetime job somewhere. You have to put in the work. But I just want to, you know, put it down right here. Getting good grades is not going to get you a great job. You have to go out and you have to actively meet people. And this really is how the world works. Getting along with people is what's going to get you places. If people don't know what you're doing, then they're not going to be able to open up opportunities to you. And this is my whole, this is my whole uh, concept with personal branding, you know, the first point of personal branding is figuring out what your passion is, figuring out what you're good at and figuring out what you can help people with. 
um, and figuring out what the sweet spot between those three things is. Obviously, passion is kind of a touchy subject because I don't think you can just discover what a passion is overnight. It's obviously going to take work and take getting good at something for you to start to know whether or not you're passionate about it. But, you know, step one is finding that sweet spot of those three things, the intersection. But step two is learning how to communicate to the world and to other people that that is your sweet spot. And that's what you're an expert in. You want to sort of connect your name with that topic. So I want to connect my name with college expert, um, Suze Orman, the finance expert. She wants to connect her name with personal finance, that kind of thing. So the world knows you are the person to go to in that area. And part of personal branding and is, is, is networking is building relationships and getting your name out there actively meeting people. So your degree won't do that for you. Your degree is just a piece of paper that says this person has gone through this curriculum, whether or not they actually learned anything in the curriculum. Well, he took some standardized tests, wrote some essays. So hopefully he knows he or she knows, you know, what's in the curriculum, but the paper just says they went through this curriculum. That's it. It doesn't say he is qualified for this job. It doesn't say hire him. You know, it, it's just a piece of paper. It, it's not there to do your networking for you. You have to do that. Uh, objection number two, isn't my career services office supposed to do my networking for me? Okay, let's uh, step past the degree. I know it's a piece of paper, but aren't those, aren't those uh, professionals in the career office supposed to kind of rustle up some interviews for me that I can just kind of show up to and then show them my degree? No. Your career service office is there to help for sure. And the people there really want to help you. They really want to see you get a job and get placed after graduation. So they're going to help you tailor your resume. They'll, um, they're hard at work setting up career fairs on campus. They will try to, you know, set up interviews and do mock interviews so you can get practice, but they're not on their own going to get you a job. You still have to put in the legwork and the better of a networker you are, both in the professional sense and the friend sense, the better you can get along with people, the more options you're going to have and the better off you're going to be. Uh, objection number three, my family has business connections in high up places. So my dad does that for me. Don't worry about it. That will only take you so far. And if you rely on, well, some people just call it nepotism, but if you rely on, on just the connections you have through your family to get you places, you know, family is a strong bond, but family doesn't always stand for the things that you are interested in, the same values. You know, your family is 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 there because they're your family, not because they're people you have actively sought out who believe the same things you believe and who are interested in the exact same things you are interested in. So you need to go out and find people on your own. And then my last, uh, this one's a fear really, is that talking to people is scary and I agree. It can be real scary to talk to people, especially if you think that they're like more successful than you. It can be really intimidating. And I used to really be this way when I would go to conferences and I'd see people that I knew online. I, you know, I'd see people that I had been following and I know that they would do awesome work. It's really scary to go up and talk to somebody that you know is amazing because you kind of just feel like this lowly person who's wasting their time or you don't know what to say. You're not good at small talk. There's all these, all these fears and things clouding your head. And for one, I would just say to practice, just walk up to people, try not to make it a pressurable environment and talk to them. Um, 
this is one of the reasons I did go to career fairs so I could get practice talking to companies that I wasn't exactly, you know, targeting and I could just try to build a relationship with the recruiter, try to practice doing small talk. Um, another way you can do this is don't tell your mom I said this, but go out to the bars. Honestly, going out to bars and just putting yourself in social situations like that, or uh, if you don't want to go to bars, do the other thing that I do and go to anime cons. That's kind of the opposite. Or go to like a Magic the Gathering Grand Prix or a cosplay event or something, something nerdy. I don't know, a comic con. Just go out to an event where it's a lot of social interaction. Um, a lot of the time is not really structured. You'll just get practice talking to people. And I've noticed that over the years, I've become a lot better at just walking up to a new person, introducing myself and being able to talk for a while. I used to suck at it and it was really scary. And now it's still sometimes a little scary and I'm afraid of the awkward situations that might come up if I don't know what to say and there's like an awkward silence, but I've gotten a lot better at it. And as a result, I've built a lot of great relationships that I wouldn't have built otherwise. Um, and then back to that fan first mindset. Yes, it's scary to talk to somebody, but if you approach them as a fan and you're just praising their work, well, one, people love to be praised. They love to have the things that they've built um, kind of validated in the eyes of other people. So if, if you're going up to somebody and, and showing them that you really, really like what they've done, they're going to respond in a positive way. And you're probably going to have a great conversation, even if it's about something they did and not about anything you did, you're building that relationship. And it's not scary because you don't feel like you're on a stage having to perform, having to show your own things. So hopefully that is kind of, um, absolved you of some of the fears and objections and just given you sort of permission or just the more motivation to start networking and, um, going out there. So I've been talking for over 45 minutes now, and I just want to end with the thing that I told myself back in freshman year that really helped me with this networking thing. It's just a mindset and maybe just a piece of advice that has helped me so much. And that is, um, there are two key ingredients to success and success in networking, success really in life, but especially in networking. That one is just showing up. And the other ingredient is having something to show. So the big one is showing up, show up for these events, reach out to people on Twitter, build a blog so you have an online presence and an online home base that kind of shows what your passions are. Go to social events, just show up to places. But eventually you also need to have something to show. I want—I really want you to go with the fan first mindset with people you admire, definitely praise them. But eventually you need to have something to show to show them that you aren't just a fan, you're a peer, you're a person who could potentially, you know, help them in ways that fans don't, you could be somebody they could go to for advice, um, they might have interest in the things that you built. So have something to show in your free time. Don't just work on your homework in your classes, because that's what everyone else does. Build something that you're interested in that can actually show people that you have something, you know, you have something tangible that you've worked on and you've learned. For me, it was um, building a big blog. At this point, I've written probably over a thousand pages if you put all my posts together and I've built up a huge body of knowledge. I also learned how to code, um, how to design, all this stuff. So that's my big, that's my baby really. It's my project. And if, you know, find something you're interested in, have something to show. Maybe you're a musician. My brother's a, a musician. He's been making beats 
and uh, you know, lots of electronic music. And now he's getting into rapping. So he's getting, he's getting, um, you know, kind of a catalog of songs that he, he's written. That's something to show. Um, I've got a friend who's been coding for years and he was building a video game. That's something to show showing up and having something to show just those two things. If you can learn that you're going to go way farther than you would be able to, if uh, you weren't following that mindset. So that is the end of this episode. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode. So hopefully you got something out of this episode. If you did, I would love it. If you'd leave me a comment on the blog post, tell me what you thought. Again, ask me any questions. If there's something I didn't cover, please tell me. I would love to answer it. And honestly, um, I would love to do Q&A episodes eventually. So if you have questions, ask me those questions. Also, once again, if you want to support the show, leave that review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, or leave a rating. Let me know what you think. Help boost those ratings and get more students listening to this show. It would make me very happy. That can be uh, your Christmas gift to me. And this show is my Christmas gift to you. So hopefully... This has been useful to you. Uh, Once again, I'm Thomas Frank. This is the College Info Geek Podcast, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.